Hi there, Michael Zuber. Thanks for listening to the One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that the book One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible? Yes, to all my podcast listeners out there, One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible. Go check it out and please leave a five-star review. Have a great day. Good morning, everyone. June 22nd, Monday, June 22nd. Wow, this month is flying by. Hey, real quick question. We are doing these daily financial news for you. And of course, uh, one of the things we like to do is talk to you every Saturday morning at 8 o'clock for a live Q&A session. But here's the deal, right? We need a 100 thumbs up at least for each and every one of our daily financial news. And right now, yesterday, which would have been June 21st, is uh, it's, it was Father's Day. I get it. He had some stuff to do. No problem. Uh, but right now we're sitting at 84 thumbs up. So if you do me a favor, go back and click on yesterday's, give it a quick thumbs up so we can get over 100. That would be greatly appreciated. And of course, we do it again. We average 100 thumbs up all week. Uh, we will talk again Saturday morning at 8 o'clock. And I'm so confident in each of you uh, that we will get there. Uh, why don't you go ahead and start putting your questions down so I can be prepared again on Friday. Any of the weekly daily financial news, if you put your questions in the comments, I will review them Friday afternoon, and I will be ready for you Saturday. That's the deal, all right? Cool? And don't forget to hit the subscription. These daily financial news are probably most frequently watched. It's also the most consistent, six days a week around 7.30, Thursdays a little earlier uh, given interview schedules, but... Let's, uh, let's hit the subscription button and don't forget the notification if you want to know when we are going live. All right, so today, uh, as I talked about yesterday, uh, the big number was going to be at 7 a.m. Uh, Pacific, and that was going to be existing home sales. And I don't normally agree with all you know the economists out there, but I think they're right in this case. I think the report today, which was down 9.7% nationally, um, is going to be the low point. Uh, I've already seen activity in June pick up in my market, and I've heard from many of you that it is picking up in your market. So I think what we have just put in or just validated or whatever you want to call it is going to be the low point of the cycle. So existing home sales, which meant actual closing, so not pendings, not offers, not loan applications, but closed transactions, down 9.7% uh, month on month. And I don't know, probably more telling, at least to me, is it's down 26.6% annually. So year on year, it's, you know, May was a, May was slow, right? 25% roughly less transactions. Uh, interestingly enough, we are seeing the same trend, right? We did an interview with Brian Lebo right at the beginning of June. We had another interview with a Fresno broker, Benny Clay, uh, and two other things were consistent. First, inventory was down. Nationally, inventory was down almost 20%, 18.8%. Again, that was May numbers. We've already seen a little bit of a comeback in June, but not much. But median price went up 2.3%. This was a head scratcher in Vegas when we talked with Brian. Uh, this was a head scratcher in Fresno when we talked to Benny. And I think it's just damn statistics, right? Median is not, median is only one flavor of average, right? When people hear average, 
they think you you throw in the total transactions, you divide by the number of transactions in bingo bango median or, or the average. That's not actually how median works. Median is you line up all the transactions, say there's 100, and then you go one, two, three, four, 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 to 50, and that is your median. So why I bring that up is because median is one of those numbers that could be, a, could be most impacted if the low end falls out. The low end historically is where most of the volume is. Uh, and if you have a first-time buyer pool that is concerned or you don't have enough inventory here and those fall out, the median will artificially go up. Because, again, the high end, if, you want, if you're of financial means, you don't really even need a loan sometimes. So those deals sometimes still get done. So it's, a, it's an interesting thing to think of. Transactions down, uh, inventory down, prices up. Uh, and... You know, I expect that to be uh, the trend going forward. If, if inventory stays between 18 and 30%, depending on your market, below average, the next thing you know, you and I are going to be talking about a real estate bubble. I mean, we're nowhere close to that. Don't take me as saying there's a real estate bubble. But if inventory stays down for two years, year and a half, and interest rates, 30-year fixed, stays at a 2%, and unemployment goes from 15% to 12 to 8 to 6 <sighs> pricing on, on single-family homes is going to go through the roof. Now, that's a lot of ifs and ands and ors and buts, but you get the point, right? Um, we could be talking about uh, a real estate bubble before we talk about a real estate collapse. And as always... This does not include San Francisco, L.A., New York, those markets, unaffordable, not great places to live, no space. They are going to get crushed, just crushed. Uh, but the suburbs, right, most of the country uh, is um, going to be doing um, is going to be doing OK. Uh, so we will see. Uh, next thing I noted is uh, looks like the airlines are running what I now call the Hertz playbook. Uh, if you don't know, uh, Hertz, was it last week? Man, time flies by. I think last, so two Fridays ago, they were going to issue half a billion dollars in stock. And if you don't know, Hertz is bankrupt. Uh, and they actually got approval from the bankruptcy judge because the judge is like, hey, if you can go get some more cash, great. We can pay off your debt. Your, your uh, people hold your debt. So they gave it a green light. They were getting ready to issue on Monday or Tuesday, and the SEC came in and said, hey, you can't issue worthless paper. Sorry, non-starter. So they gave up. But what I bring that up is Hertz was buoyed by day traders, right? The sports book guy, Barstool Benny or whatever the heck his name is. Um, but now American and United have been bid up as well. And if you don't remember, American Airlines at one point had a stock uh, – somebody put a um, – uh, estimated stock price of American Airlines at a dollar. That was some New York firm. I don't remember who did it, but I remember going, oh my God, American Airlines valued at a dollar? Uh, well, American Airlines stock is up, or at least up from a dollar. Uh, it's down today, but it's because they're issuing more debt and more shares. They're like, hey, the window is open. Let me go get some money. So they're issuing $3.5 billion, combination between new shares and new debt. United Airlines said, hey, 
If you're going to do it, we're going to do it. They're coming out with $5 billion in debt. Man, this is setting up to be... Um, we're, we're setting up to have a balance sheet recession. There is so much debt flying around right now. Um, I think it behooves us to check out what happened to Japan uh, back in the 80s, I want to say, uh, where they just took on gobs of debt and lost a decade. Um, that's a lot of debt we're adding to companies that are, you know, why can't we have some consolidation in the airline space? I mean, geez, gosh, so much debt. Another thing that, that's happening out there that you and I should be watching is the dollar, right? We don't usually talk about the dollar because it's just perceived to be the safe haven. Um, I think it's fair to say that the dollar is not on a great trend. It's not going to happen anytime soon in the next year or two. Uh, but the U.S. dollar, you know, we're, we're printing like drunken sailors. And there's a chance that the dollar use, loses its safe haven and all of that. Again, I don't think it happens overnight. I don't think it happens in, probably doesn't even happen in this crisis. But um, there, there's a clear other player out there, the Chinese yuan, uh, that wants that safe haven status. So it's something we need to uh, be watching today. Um, and it doesn't shock me. I just got a comment here on the video that gold and silver are up. Uh, gold and silver should be up, frankly. Uh, I haven't looked in a while, but the silver to gold ratio, I think, is still as high as it's ever been. Uh, again, don't take my word for it, but check it out. Um, I've always liked silver more than gold, uh, but it's harder to store. Um, Bitcoin, not for me, don't know. Another question here on the video, what about Bitcoin? Not your, not your player. Uh, I've said it many times. I'll just say it here quickly. Uh, there will absolutely be a digital currency probably in the next five years, probably even sooner. I'm just not smart enough to pick the winner, right? Because what's going to happen is there will be a clear winner in all of this and all the others, or at least most of the others, will go to zero. Uh, and that's not a market I play in because I'm not that smart. So, uh, so we got to watch the dollar. We had some upgrades uh, here recently. I think they're telling. Uh, one of the things we're seeing in the stock market is the P.E. price to earnings ratio. The E has been slashed uh, a lot. And what we need to start seeing is the E get raised. And I think we're starting to see select companies there. Just to close out the conversation that's coming across these little comments, I am not in the gold and silver market. Uh, I bought some silver a decade ago. I actually showed you a 100-ounce bar probably a month ago. Um, I keep it. Uh, in a safe deposit box. Uh, but no, I don't buy gold and silver that don't produce cash flow and gold and silver don't pay my bills. So uh, I don't do that, but I didn't sell it either. So I'm sure I'll give it to my niece or nephew someday. So back to what we're talking about, price to earnings ratio, uh, the E, Walmart got upgraded. Um, Walmart is a company that obviously is doing well, does well in a recession. Uh, they have an impressive e-commerce framework uh, and you know, pickup and delivery. Uh, so Walmart got upgraded. Sherman Williams was another one, right? Paint, painting, uh, paint. And I think that makes sense, right? If we're seeing such low inventory of existing home sales, again, to go back to earlier, down 18%, we uh, have a lot of people kind of cleaning up their home and, and upgrading their home. So it uh, makes a ton of sense that they had some upgrades. So I think we... I think as the country opens up, we're going we're gonna to see some companies' earnings get slashed, but for the first time in two or three months, we're going to see some earnings increases, which will bring down the record PE we're seeing in the stock market. So that will be good. Big news of the day uh, is it looks like New York 
New York Metro is going into phase two. Uh, and it's important for a couple of reasons. First and foremost, they're expecting that to unlock 300,000 jobs, right? Because now restaurants get outside and some other things. So 300,000 jobs should be coming back uh, to the New York area, which is we should all you know, wish them well and, and good luck. So that's cool. Uh, brokers uh, in Fresno now, or Fresno, in New York can actually show homes. If you didn't know, uh, real estate brokerages could not, uh, was not essential. It was not part of this. So for three months, they couldn't show listings. So it will be interesting to see what happens in New York. Uh, I think they're going to see that the high end is in trouble. I think there's a lot of buildings uh, that were kind of partially completed where the debt's going to be in trouble. So New York, we're going to learn a lot about New York in the next couple of months from a real estate perspective. And I expect... I expect price declines of substantial size as people leave vertical living. Uh, looks like Fiat Chrysler is also going to get the debt market just like airlines. They got $7 billion in loans. They call it a crisis loan. Crazy. Uh, we should be starting to see some shakeout in the U.S. shale industry. Uh, they are expected this month to potentially write down over $300 billion in assets. And, um, you know, so we will see what happens there. Uh, something I just saw is 30% of the shale companies are insolvent at oil at $35. And I think oil last I saw was 39 or 40. Uh, so again, it's an, it's an industry that was, that just needs consolidation. I mean, that's what bankruptcy is for folks. Uh, the thing that always comes back to me with what's going on with the fed is if the fed wanted, and I don't know that they will, cause they're not going to ask my opinion, they could come in and loan all these companies money at, 0.1% interest for 30 years, and they just limp through this. That's the whole interfering in the capital markets and capital misallocation and not letting capital destruction happen. It's It just makes me sick what the Fed is doing now, picking winners and losers. Um, I am a little bit nervous about sports. Uh, I, you know, as many of you know, if you watch this channel, I'm a, or I, yeah, I guess I am still a season ticket holder to the Warriors. Um, first off, I think Major League Baseball, I think there's a better fit than 50-50 chance we have no baseball this year, um, which is, who would have guessed that, you know, three months ago. I also think there's a chance the NBA is still moving forward, uh, although uh, I'm going to say it right here on whatever it is, the 21st or 22nd, that um, 22nd, I guess, uh, I think the NBA season gets scrapped. I think the, with the rise infection rates in Florida, uh, with the uh, athletes and other sports coming down with it, uh, that the NBA sometime later this month, maybe by the 4th of July weekend, says it's just not worth it. And we got to realize if that happens, the owners are going to do force majeure on contracts and we are going to have a very different, I don't know, revenue share. Con I mean, it's going to get messy. You know, all those athletes with $100 million contracts and all of that, it, it will be it will be a different, it'll be different next year. Uh, and I hope I'm wrong. Man, live sports, there's nothing like live sports. Um, if you're not a sports person, I'm sorry, just a little rant. But um, yeah, I, I really hope it doesn't happen, but I'm, I just wanted to put it down. I really think the NBA season gets canceled which I guess means the Toronto Raptors are the champions again, right? They just hold it for two years. I don't know. 
Uh, and then another just kind of update I saw, Amazon's up 44% this year, Apple 19, Facebook 16, and Google 7. Um, you know, just the technology stocks keep winning. Uh, frankly, no reason to stop at this point. Uh, I guess the last thing that caught my attention, good old Larry Kudlow, man. Phew. Never been a fan. I always thought he was... I thought he was a comedian with just some of the nonsense that comes out of his mouth. And I've been watching him back when him and Jim Cramer back 20 years ago or 15 years ago. So I've always thought he was a comedian. He just says things to get a rile out of people. But just so you know, Larry Kudlow said no second wave. It's not going to happen. Just because. Good old Larry. Uh, I suggest we not listen to a economics person about health things. It's funny as I get that just made me laugh. Anyways, that's what I got for you today. Remember, 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 we're going for 100 thumbs up. I want to talk to you live Saturday at 8. And of course, Saturday at 8 is all about your questions. So leave questions below. I will prepare for you on Friday and we will talk again Saturday. All right, everybody have a great day. I'm going to get ready to interview Greg at 8 o'clock for our expert series. Bye.